Hello, Bridge Builders! I'm here with some exciting news. The first volume of interviews is now available on Amazon.com. The link can be found at eatlunchandboardgame.com. I promise that all proceeds from sales of this book will go right back into this podcast and channel. Whether that is new and better audio equipment for the podcast, or video equipment for the YouTube channel, or even more games to review, the money will not be wasted. Click over to Amazon and get your copy of Eat Lunch and Board Game, the first course today. And thank you for supporting the show. As the wife and I were dating, we played the only two-player game we both knew. We played it a lot. I lost a lot. Apparently she and her father played Stratego a lot. I was aware of how the game worked, but I did not have a lot of experience with it. So she tended to decimate me game after game. I had a basic strategy of rush in and hope for the best. One game, she set up her side of the board to completely slaughter my army with my usual attack. For some reason, I chose this game to be the one to attempt some sort of strategy. I waltzed right through her defenses and took her flag, winning the game for probably the first time. She was in shock that I changed my strategy. I told her, well, I was getting destroyed the other way, so I decided to try something new. Fast forward a decade or more, and we taught the son how to play. I have mentioned before that he plays a lot of chess. After he played a few games, he got the hang of Stratego. He applies some of his chess strategies and theories to Stratego, and now he too destroys me. Yet I still love Dutchman Jacques Johan Mogendorf's 1946 classic, even though I struggled to win. The history of Stratego is a bit messy, but nothing compared to that of fellow classic Monopoly. An old Chinese game, Jungle, featured animals of different ranks, where the higher one took the lower one, but the ranks were known by both players. Stratego also seems to have been based off of a similar game from 1909 called Les Attaques, designed by Mademoiselle Hermance Edan from France. Jacques' version made its debut in Denmark in 1946, as I mentioned. There are other variations from the early 1900s like Dover Patrol, Aviation, and Tri-Tactics. The latter is a combination of all three, Lay Attack, Dover Patrol, and Aviation, giving the commander attackers on land, sea, and air. I would love to find a version of this sometime. Apparently, though, it is very expensive, but a much cheaper reprint called Combined Operations was made in the 1970s. Anyway, back to Stratego. Jacques licenses it to Milton Bradley, who introduced it to the United States in 1961. The name Stratego comes from the Greek word strategos, which means military leader. Of course, this is fitting as you will go one-on-one -on -one with your opponent as the leader of your army in a game of Capture the Flag. Welcome back to Eat Lunch and Board Game. I'm your host, Adam Collins, and let's take a look at the rule clarity for Stratego. The rules for Stratego are very clear and straightforward. Of course, I'm basing that off the Target Wooden Bookcase Edition that I have from the early 2000s. The rules in the box at my in-laws from the 1980s are also very straightforward. Time to explain to newcomers. When it comes to Stratego, it takes about five minutes to explain. 
I prefer the classic American version, which is the numbering system I will use for the rest of this episode, where the higher ranking officer has a lower number as opposed to the European and now apparently all newer versions where the higher ranking officer has a higher number. So this makes the most powerful officer on the board the marshal, and he holds a rank of one. He can defeat anyone on the battlefield. He can only be defeated by the spy who has a rank of S. Yet, that only happens if the spy attacks the marshal. Well, the marshal could also run into a bomb and die. The bombs can only be defused by the miners with a rank of 8. Then there's the scouts with a rank of 9 who can move in any orthogonal direction as many spaces as they want as long as there's nothing in their path. These are the most confusing rules of the game. The rest really boils down to the lower number wins, and in a case of a tie, both pieces perish. Gameplay To set up, each player takes their 40-piece army and sets their side of the board however they want. This can take some time if you have a player that really overthinks this. Only six spaces remain for opening moves on each side because you cannot move onto or over the two lakes in the middle of the board. There are a lot of strategies that can be used. Do you put your flag in the back row and surround it with bombs? Do you put some bombs up front to block your enemy advancement? Do you put your marshal, your strongest piece, up front just to run into and through your opponent's defenses until he hits a bomb? This is usually my terrible strategy, but hey, I take a lot of pieces out on my way. During the setup, it is important to know how many of each piece you have to deploy. Stratego is a symmetrical game, meaning both sides of the board have the same pieces and in the same quantity. There is one one, one two, two threes, three fours, four of each, five six and sevens, five eights, those are your miners that can defuse the bombs, and eight nines, those are the scouts that can move in any orthogonal direction as far as desired until it reaches another piece. And then there's one spy who can capture the one and, of course, your one flag that you're trying to protect. The first player selects one of the six available pieces to move and moves it forward one space, unless it's a scout and you want to move it more than one. The second player does the same from this point on. Players take turns moving one piece, either one space forward or backward or side to side. No diagonal movements are allowed. No jumping is allowed. The scout, the nine, can move more spaces, but this will signal to the other team that this is a scout. The scouts are weak, but they do allow you to see what is coming, and they can also be used to strike from a long distance to an exposed flag. Attacking occurs when one player moves a piece into a space occupied by an opposing piece. Both players reveal the rank of their piece. The lower rank wins. The higher rank returns to the box. So if a marshal, the one, attacks the three, the three goes back to the box and the marshal takes its spot on the board. Because if the attacker wins, the piece claims the spot of the opponent. If the defender wins, the defending piece remains on its spot. If a bomb is attacked by anything other than an eight, the minor, the attacking piece returns to the box. If the spy is attacked by any piece, it returns to the box. But remember... If the spy attacks the one, the one is returned to the box. I find that this rarely happens, but it does, and when it does, it's amazing. Then again, if a tie occurs, say a three attacks a three, both threes are returned to the box. The bombs and the flags may not move. The key is to remember what rank attacked you in one, and what rank you lost to when you attacked. 
Stratego tests your memory as well as your strategic mind. Play continues until one player has successfully captured or reached and attacked the opposing flag. Replayability Since the starting positions can be changed every game, Stratego offers so much replayability. According to its Wikipedia page, there are 10 to the 115th power legal positions with a combination of 10 to the 535th possible games. Like I said, plenty of replayability. It also mentioned that the average game takes about 381 moves. Lunchtime Potential The board game geek page for Stratego lists the playtime at 45 minutes. If players overthink their starting layout, Stratego could take 45 minutes. Or if they overanalyze each movement. Otherwise, 30 minutes or less is more likely and more appropriate. Components For the most part, in each iteration of Stratego, the components have remained pretty much untouched, unless you have a really old copy. The armies are plastic walls that have stands on the bottom. One side shows the player the piece's value, the other side shows the opponent nothing. The thick stand helps to keep the pieces from tipping over, exposing the value to the opposing army. As I mentioned, I have the copy that Target sold in the early 2000s, so mine has a tray to hold both the armies. Other versions do not include this. Then there's a standard thick chipboard game board. Artwork. Well, as with games that have been around slightly less time than my grandparents, the artwork has changed over time. My version has outlines of heads on my pieces with the rank in the top. Other versions have completely colored pictures depicting each rank. The board layout, though, has not changed, but again, the artwork has. Other. While reading a book, A Board Game Education, by Jeff Heinball, I discovered that there were other versions of Stratego out there, which obviously meant I had to go and track them down. Here are the ones that I have found. Ultimate Stratego. I bought Ultimate Stratego used for $14.99 at a local consignment shop. It plays two to four players, or so I thought. It actually plays two or four players. The game can be played like Chitigo on one side, or it can be played in two teams of two on the other side. I bought it thinking that I could play this with three players, the son, the wife, and me. Good thing that my standard gaming group is four people. I took this one evening and we had a blast, as in we played it three times back to back to back, and nothing else that evening. There are two teams, red and blue, with two shades of light and dark for each color. You sit opposite your partner at the table. Before the game, you and your partner plan your placement and attack strategy to win. There are two ways to win. The first is to get your flags, which can move in this version, to touch orthogonally on the board. The other, capture both of your opponent's flags and have them in your stockades at the same time. Sounds pretty straightforward, right? Wrong! You have 20 pieces in this game, and you can only start with 13 of your choice, except the flag must be in play at the start of the game. The other ones are in your reserve. So the rules of Stratego remain the same with these changes. If a player decides to not move a piece, a reserve piece can then be placed on the board within the player's colored-in bordered area. A reserve piece can also be placed after a player captures an opponent's piece. These are the two ways reserve pieces interplay. If a flag is captured, instead of removing it from the game, it is placed in one of the opponent team's stockades. 
It cannot move out of the stockade so long as one opposing piece is guarding it orthogonally. It can be rescued, however, by an allied piece reaching one orthogonal space. The rescued flag is returned to the owner's bordered colored area. A captain, the rank of six, can move up to two spaces. The scout, rank ten in this game, can move as many spaces as they want in a straight line, but now they can fake being a captain. And lastly, my favorite addition to this edition, the cannons. Instead of bombs, you have cannons. They are mobile, like any other piece. If you can position one within three spaces of an adversary, and the middle two spaces are vacant, you can shoot the opposing piece. The cannon is then removed, but it is put into your reserve, and you can bring it back out. Of course, the piece that you shot is dead and returned to the box. These cannons are immensely powerful pieces, but to offset that power, any piece can capture them. The Ultimate Stratego pieces are cylindrical with bars to hide their previous value. This does make them hard to read for the owner, but even harder for the opponents. The cardboard pieces that hold the rank might slip out the bottom, but they slip right back in. Just be aware of this when playing and perhaps slide more than pick up the pieces. As I mentioned, we played Ultimate Stratego three times in a row. The addition of the cannons, the reserve, and then the team play make it tons of fun. The component quality and replayability will ensure its table time will be strong. Being able to play with four, not three, players also adds a lot and makes this game more versatile than the original. If you can find a used copy for a good price, I'd say anything under $25, Ultimate Stratego is a winner. Stratego Legends, The Shattered Lands. I recently purchased this version off eBay. It is way more intense than standard Stratego. I thought I could get it played and ready for this episode, but I could not. There's just so much going on and all good stuff. Stratego Legends even has its own expansions and additional armies that can be purchased to give the game even more of that ever-important replayability. What drew me to Stratego Legends is that it is not symmetrical. It is an asymmetrical game. You start with the same amount of pieces, but the pieces are different. So stay tuned for a full episode on this game in the coming months. So many others. As you'd expect from a game pushing 80 years old, there are many more variants out there. I've only procured the two that I just mentioned. Other additions include Stratego Fortress with a 3D Fortress, Stratego Waterloo that changes some key rules, Science Fiction version, and the latest Fire and Ice. There are, of course, plenty of themed and IP sets like Democrats vs. Republicans, Civil War, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, etc., etc., etc. Bang for the buck. Stratego retails for $32 on Amazon. That seems a bit high for this classic. I'm sure that you can get it used online or at a thrift shop for about 10 bucks or so, maybe even less at a garage sale. If you find your group at work just starting out and needing a two-player game, I highly recommend picking up Stratego as it offers plenty of strategy and fun. Summary. Despite being about 80 years old, Stratego holds up very nicely. I believe that its approachability has much to do with this, as well as the two-player nature. Stratego is one of the best two-player games. It is a timeless game that is easy to understand, quick to learn, hard to master, and always a good time. Now that we have taught the son how to play, we tend to play some Winter Stays evenings. I, 
I rarely stay at the table. I'm getting better, but the wife has years of experience on me, and the son, well, he's too smart for me. As usual, you can reach out to me on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash groups slash eat lunch and board game. You can find me on my website, eatlunchandboardgame.com. And remember, board games build bridges. When you're gaming, why not be comfy? Go over to supportplayer.org. Click on the cards, pieces, and dice to get some merch. These t-shirts are some of the most comfortable I have ever worn. That's supportplayer.org, and there's a link on eatlunchandboardgame.com.